They're making so much true crime documentaries, like on all like Netflix and etc. Like I can't get away from it. All my parents watch all fucking day. Watch anime. I can give you some sick ones. Just just be like, hey guys, gotta expand your taste and just put on Boku no Pico and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Welcome to the Welcome to the uh, extremely enthusiastic podcast. <laughs> See, I, I I've said it a million times. I don't know how to fucking enter these things. It's like you're always like, hey everybody, beep, 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 like yeah, fucking that's explosions, the like I'm, YouTube style. I'm like, I need to be extremely enthusiastic about it, and you're like, I I don't want to do this. So we, like, we either- hey hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to the fucking thing. Yeah, so it's either uh a, like it's either like this is way too much energy. I'm out, or it's like this is no energy. I'm out. So. For those who have somehow made it past that intro, welcome to the Virtual Homework Podcast. Welcome. For all your virtual homework podcasting needs, I am Sam. I'm Dana. And we got a lot to cover today. Dude, we have an unbelievable amount to cover in the fast food world. In the fast food world, in the real world, because some shit went down, video game related, of course. But more importantly, in the Wadham world, have you played any Wadham since last week absolutely not fuck you that's a lie we actually played this game for like half an hour after the podcast oh, last week okay okay like yeah that not like after that we did we, we played Wadham together you know we moved around we jumped we tried to stack some shit and we ate each other pooped you know what do you say your things. view of the game changed at all based on that experience not at all. Okay. I I don't know. I personally think that Wadup is like a seriously fun co-op game. I feel like being in the same room would be better because Steam Remote Play is like the worst. No, it, it was fun and stuff like that, but it's like after 10 minutes, we're like, well, now what? Yeah. Okay. I get that. I, I only say that because like not only did I do that, but I also went ahead and like tried to get a lot of the achievements that I didn't get. I, I made the uh, wrong take last week where i'm like oh i actually got these achievements but uh steam is glitching out that was not the case like i thought i got every single character and i didn't realize that like there were parts of the menu that i wasn't able to access before so like i apologize for being a rampant disinformation so what did you have machine. to do Just, i need the explanation well they're like you had to eat certain things as a tree and turn them into other objects i don't know it doesn't oh. matter all i'm trying to say is i'm the worst and I will lash myself on the back ten times in order to repent for my sins. That's uh, a little insane. I mean, like, it really does tie into the game we played this week. What did we play this week? <laughs> How am I supposed to come up with that? We played MC Kids, the McDonald's fucking game for the the NES. So two uh, things. game of my choice. Yeah, two things. One... Uh, thank you for pronouncing this game correctly. I, I've I've been calling it Mick Kids until I read the manual and said it said MC Absolutely. Kids and it's like in parentheses E M M C E E. So it's like oh, it's supposed to be MC Kids, even though for a McDonald's based what game, what's what's MC mean? What's what the fuck does MC stand for? Well, I don't know. There's like an MC at a bar mitzvah. Well, no, but like so, I thought it was Mick Kids because of know, course like it is. It's McDonald's. Why would it yeah, not but be like, Mick Kids? What is MC Kids like? What does the M stand for? McDonald's crazy kids mcdonald's like, crazy kids that's the most family appropriate we could make this name because i have some things to say 
But the second thing on this game is that did you did you pick this game due to the fact that like McDonald's video gaming has been in the news recently? No, not at all. I think I, I was watching a random streamer just pick it up. I like turned on a random stream and someone was playing it and I was like, this game looks obscene. I'm going to pick this for the podcast. All right. I mean, that's fair. But if you didn't know, uh, there was actually a recent. So we actually talked a little bit like a week or two ago about like weird, obscure games being like dug up yeah, that yeah, were previously yeah. lost. And there was a McDonald's game created by McDonald's Corp to train staff. And it had, like, different, like, settings. It was on the Nintendo Wait, DS. What? Yeah, no, like, there's, like, a 50-minute documentary. Can we play that? Can we play that for the podcast? Um, like, that I'm, sounds I'm, fucking amazing. So, first of all, it, like, it is a legit game. It's a training game, which actually, like, teaches you how to, like, use the McDonald's equipment. And it's, like, for the Nintendo DS, it was previously lost, and it's still a super rare game. But the funny thing is, like, there's an egg cooking section, and it's apparently, like, near impossible to do right because of, like, the, <laughs> the, the rules set in place. Like... It's like yeah. a full-fledged, legit game. I recommend... I'll, I'll post the uh, the documentary in the description here somehow. Yeah, I, I'll I'll definitely take a look at it's that. It's 50 I love Super fucking Obtuse. minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, is that that, that um, documentary? It was like the Lost McDonald's yeah, game or something like what that. What other documentary about a Lost McDonald's game would I be talking about? Well, I, I, I don't know. I never saw the video, but this, all the same shit gets in our recommended because we are identical people and we look at identical videos. True, but this is like actually like a le- very legit video that is, is worth checking out. But I, I thought I would okay. ask because I'm like, oh, this is like big in the video gaming news space. I wonder if that made any influence on why I chose this game. No. But that's besides the point. We played MC Kids this week, not Mick Kids. What is Mick Kids? I- Give us a plot summary. So basically, the Hamburglar has stolen Ronald McDonald's magic bag, and it is your job to travel from world to world, land to land, uh, zone to zone collecting puzzle cards uh so different mcdonald's characters will allow you to go to the next area and find the hamburglar for some reason and how do you I, collect I know, man. mcdonald's cards uh you, wait what what do you mean you just go to the fucking level and you find them randomly in the fucking level i was like the levels are the levels are literally like four seconds long until unless you have to find the card okay well i was i was trying to was trying to transition into what the gameplay was. This is a. Well, side... I thought I thought you were calling me an idiot. It's like, well, Dana, what does the game do? We're having our first quarrel on the podcast about about transitions of all things. But no, <laughs> um, this is a two D side scrolling platformer where, uh, as Dana said, the levels are very short. Uh, you're able to access levels non chronologically, so um, yeah. a certain area will have a map, and uh, you're able to select. One to very much so like uh, Mario Brothers three, you know, or Super like Mario Land two. That's probably a, another good example. Yeah, basically yeah. you're able to select certain levels or certain choices of levels, um, and then go into them. They are progressing in difficulty. Where I think the the levels later, absolutely, the levels later in the game and later in the world are harder than the beginning uh, levels in the world. But it's a very standard two D platformer. You you have yeah. uh, the ability to run, even though there is no run button. If you just keep going to the right, you will Moving. eventually gain speed. There are this game has weird momentum mechanics and stuff like that, as far as like jumping and like running and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's partly because the running is not something you necessarily control. It's like you basically pick up speed the more you uh, go one direction. So yeah, like this game is weirdly floaty, which was like my one of my biggest like uh, cons for it. I guess is like. You just jump and it feels weird. I'm not sure if that's just due to the limitations of the platform which we were playing it on, but I don't know. It felt like weirdly floaty for me. So yeah, it, it it has some floaty mechanics, but I feel like the issue with floaty mechanics isn't necessarily like 
being able to like floaty inherently means you're able to have like too much control in the air i feel but the the issue is you jump high and the field of view is so small that there are a lot of blind jumps yeah. in this game and that's yeah. the problem that pretty much every single floaty game has is floaty plus blind jumps you see that in like bubsy for example where you just fly yeah, in yeah. the air and it's like oh shit i have no idea where i'm landing uh so so that's that's this game it's it's a standard platformer it has some weird elements to it in that like you're able to basically do I'm not, have you played v6 v v v v v v v v I have not, no. Oh, it actually shares very similar mechanics and that you're able to reverse gravity. Uh, so if you... Which was super, actually, kind of cool, except, like, this game has just, like, instant pitfall deaths that you're just like, oh, I didn't know that was there. All right, I lose, lose a life. And they become more... Um, frequent as soon as you reverse the gravity like uh you kind of like all right i reverse the gravity all right let me go off this platform all right okay i fly to my death like yeah it's it's one thing to have like pitfall deaths but it's another thing to have pitfall deaths with a small field of view so like when the game requires you to do blind jumps and then like some of the blind jumps will inevitably kill you because you'll land in a pit it kind of feels frustrating to play but this game, in all its bumps and bruises, I actually really enjoyed it as an NES platformer. What do you think about this game? No, it, it wasn't terrible and stuff like that. Maybe I'm just not a fan as of these types of games as much as some other people. Like, I only got to, like, World 4. Um, I, I, I didn't beat it because I was just like, eh. Like, I think I got what I wanted out of it and stuff like that. It was fun. Uh, I just felt like a lot of things were kind of useless. It seemed like the M's... You see, there are these, like, coins that are just, like, McDonald's M arches. They seem kind of useless to collect. I'm assuming if you had a hundred, you get, like, an extra life or something like that. Yep. But the, the, the other thing is that, like, so this game knows it's bullshit, so there are multiple levels. The very beginning of the level, there's, like, two lives. Yeah, life farm level, uh, you fall in a pit after getting two lives, get eaten by a piranha. Yeah, like, so you just do that over and over and over and over and over um i i will say like the the levels really aren't too too um interesting like there's like a forest level there's a water level and it's just like they kind of just recycle the same themes over and over there might be like a new mechanic whether it's like a floating leaf or something like that but all in all almost every level is like pretty same it's not a bad game and stuff like that but just i'm not a fan of blind jumps it's just such bullshit it's like all right i'm going to 100 percent die there and then i'm going to have to redo it again and just okay i have one life left let me go life farm let me go back you know what i mean like which comes very tedious I agree somewhat, but I have a couple points on that. First of all, I 100% of this game, like, actually. Oh, nice. So I... Did it, you even do, like, the, the secret yeah, levels I did, and I stuff like that? Yeah, I did the secret that? worlds as nice. well. The, the levels themselves were pretty basic. I, I, I want to I just emphasize that this is, like, a legit game. When you think of McDonald's making oh, a game for absolutely. NES, like, you kind of expect, like, a Captain Novelin situation or, like, some random-ass, like bullshit corporate game from like these retro consoles no this is not like like as a game this is not a bad game like if you said if you like rented this game as a kid you probably would not be disappointed like it, i had a lot of fun with some parts of it um it just you know sitting down for like two hours of it i was like yeah I need, I need to take a break and then you know so on and so forth so yeah i i feel like as as a platformer it it does it, i'm not gonna say it stands out in fact it's very similar to a lot of other like mediocre to good platformers on the system but like it holds its own is a better way to put it. Absolutely. The 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 game does get a little bit frustrating when you're collecting these uh, puzzle pieces. The way that you progress is that uh, these characters will say, hey, we have this puzzle. If you collect five pieces, you'll be able to advance. So like you'll you'll have six levels in a, in a world or five levels in a world. It actually decreases over time. 
and uh, you'll have a certain amount of puzzle pieces you have to collect. So it'll go from having to collect puzzle pieces in half the levels to having to collect them in all the levels. Um, yeah. But when you actually start collecting puzzle pieces and like trying to progress, trying to get that 100%, that's when it gets really, really frustrating because some of these yeah. puzzle pieces are placed in really bullshit spots. And um, you have to basically... Yeah, some of them are like obscenely easy and the other ones are like super fucking hard for like no reason. Like some of them will just be like right next to the exit of the level and others will be in like secret zones, which there there are a crap ton of secrets in this game. There's like little zippers you'll find like hidden on like a ledge that you like have to like super jump to get to. Uh, they'll take you to like a secret area that might have like an additional card or like some other coins and stuff like that. A lot of them seem kind of useless, but uh, just like another little thing that was kind of cool about the game. Yeah, I, I feel like part of the reason why this game kind of feels better than a lot of the games uh, of the same time. This game doesn't have a timer, and I feel like that actually helps it rather than hurts it. Like Absolutely. I, I was just, like, taking my time relaxing through these levels and just, like, like exploring. And I feel like games... Obviously, I like Mario, but uh, one of the things about Mario is that I kind of feel anxious exploring just due to the fact that, like, I'm not... Because, yeah, you, you have such a time frame and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I will say that this game gets absolutely bullshit hard after uh after the area you quit actually w- world four i forget which one that was i think that's the one with like a boat yeah that's the one with the boat with like the the professor and stuff like that like each zone is going to be like representative of a different mcdonald's character like the first zone is ronald mcdonald uh the second zone is uh big tweety uh, whatever the fucking mcdonald's bird grimace and then no the, i don't grimace grimace is uh world three and then it's the professor and then because I, I i i got to world four I played like the first uh, three levels. I was like, eh, I'm done with this. I'm going to watch the speed run. And then after that, you go to the fucking moon. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple things here. First of all, the world that you quit in world four uh, introduces, well, the the mechanic was introduced in previous worlds, but it really expands on this boat concept where you uh, yeah. basically have to w- go through the water on a boat and there's this one shot enemy that's a piranha that you have to avoid. Yeah. And it's honestly impressive how each game from like the NES SNES era, even kind of expanding to the current era of platformers, they all have mm-hmm. their own variation of water level and they all somehow suck. Like this is nothing like a water level in Mario. Yep. They just all suck. Every water level sucks. Yeah. Every water level in like every game that has ever existed just suck. Yeah. And it's like, it's impressive because they all try their own variation and they all somehow are way more frustrating than the rest of the game. But I will say it's way more frustrating up to the rest of the game to that point because once you get past that world that's when they really start shitting the fan the moon world has extreme low grav so i'm I'm not talking like oh you jump twice as high you jump like eight times as high yeah i was watching a video of it dude flew across the entire screen it's like oh my god i, I just imagine myself flying into enemies that because it's all blind yeah and and like the levels like they kind of take advantage of the fact that it's blind and they put like bullshit there so it's like oh you got to retry because you know it's an nes game it's got to be nes hard uh, so there's a lot yeah. of bullshit trial and error but then after that plot twist if you if you don't want spoilers for mc kids <laughs> you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to pause maybe i'll we'll, we'll skip it yeah, to a time yeah, stamp. exactly time i'll give you a timestamp for spoilers here but the magic bag was lost due to the fact that hamburglar was hamburglar hamburglar was hiding out in a volcano. Can we talk about the volcano for a fucking second? That's what I was that talk level about. is like is nightmare fuel. Like if I was a child, I would be fucking terrified of that level. Like the music is actually menacing and fucking terrifying for a McDonald's kids game. Like there's like angry skull platforms that disintegrate. Like that shit looks legit scary. No, it's legit scary and legit bullshit. I was really not enjoying the volcano section, which 
I mean, if you're a logical villain, you would go inside a volcano and hang out in it, right? Absolutely. And then lose the like, magic Especially bag. if I was stealing hamburgers. Yeah, well, it was the worst. I feel like this is a trope in a lot of of old platformers like the one i the one that flashbacks to me is uh the flintstones the movie game on super nintendo uh, oh where no, they have yeah. where they have like the thing is it's not just like bullshit hard but they also add in like super long auto scrollers which this game had as well in the volcanic yeah. section and then it had like a really bullshit boss fight at the end but in general this game was fun and then it got to the end and it's like they're trying to make this game impossible to like have you have to play it over and over again and they yep, yep, yep. they really up the bullshit and lower the fun to increase longevity. I, w- I will say, though, um, beating that area and then going to the secret world, those levels were a bit more creative, and I actually enjoyed that part of the game. Yeah, I, I was watching like the- some of the secret levels and stuff like that. I kind of wish they did more than just three, and uh, that they were... Because like, I like the concept of like no enemies. You just It's just like pure platforming, which is like one of my favorite parts of the games, was just the, the pure platforming sections, not the bullshit, not like running into enemies that are like, okay, this is precariously placed next to ice or something like that so um i yeah it, it, i just think it'd be cool with more of those kind of levels i will say the music in this game is it, there's only like three or four tracks some of the songs on some of these levels fucking slap though they 100 slap like i love old ship tunes especially when they have like this arpeggio thing going in the background where it's like really fast and it's like what it sounds like ra- rainbow hyperspeed yeah, or something yeah exactly like that. and and that definitely came out here i feel like the sound director is someone i know like it, it has a very similar style to other games i'm, I'm wondering who it is it, it straight up sounds like what's it uh is it rainbow hyperspeed or rainbow hyperspace where it's like like that like that arpeggio like super super fast um yeah really really cool i i i'm looking at the composer now and i actually don't recognize them but they did good work i i do appreciate the work done on mc kids from a well, that's one of the reasons i love playing uh these old nes games because like even games we've never played before like you come back to them, like the music in this game is fucking awesome like the the amount of effort they had to put into these chip tunes because they have like a lack of resources is so creative and just sounds so so cool i don't know yeah i, I wonder if part of it is that this game was like actually super late to the um to the it NES. Is like 91 92 or 92 right? and 93 in, in europe like the, the super nintendo is already out for two years it's not the oldest game warrior words is the oldest nes game that came out way late on the system um yeah. but but yeah like i i will say the i will say the graphics aren't really anything to write home about like i've seen older nes titles that have physically better graphics as far as like vibrant interesting backgrounds stuff like that it was like a lot of brown a lot of green you know light blue like the sprites weren't that interesting which is like a minor 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 thing but like we've like for example like fire and ice came out like way before this and that game is gorgeous compared to this i so the thing is i i agree with you that the graphics weren't that much to write home about but i think that like the the general backgrounds and sprites that weren't trying to be realistic were fine like i thought that the m arches looked good the issue i have with a lot of these nes games and when they try to do realistic humans because they it's it's not like a issue of like skin color or anything but like they don't have an exact like or close skin color tone in these games no. and they end up like having these really drab looking colors this happened to yeah. like the it's game like, I, it's like an olive color yeah it's like an olive color like i think of the game like wally and the no bear gang which i i'm not sure if you've seen like where everything kind of looks dark like not yeah okay i'm not talking skin color i'm just talking like a drab environment and i well, feel like, like i said like everything looks like it has like an olive tone to like everything you know it, it, it's like very dark it's brown it's like even like the cloud worlds and stuff like that felt like very dark yeah it's it could have been better but 
honestly, I was just really happy that this game was a legit game. Like for right. being a, well, McDonald's I thought it was a meme. Game. I thought it was going to be a meme, but it ended up being like, like this isn't like game of the year for me, but it is definitely playable. Like I, I'm actually loving finding these random NES games that end up being like super fun. I'm I'm loving it, except for like I don't know how many people are going to be because because business meeting. How many people are looking at this and be like, oh, MC Kids, I love that game. Let me listen to what these people have to say. I don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. So, okay, next 10 episodes. So, we're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3. We're playing 18 months of uh, Call of Duty. Like, nothing but. I told you last episode that my, my New Year's resolution was to completely sell out. Next week is Fortnite, even though that's no longer cool. The week after that, oh, we gotta play Rust. Rust. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna like I'm gonna infiltrate the Pokemon server. It's gonna be amazing. I have no <laughs> idea. I really don't. Um, <laughs> what happened this week? What do you mean? What happened? The fucking bedlam fucking exploded craziness and motherfuckers raided the capital like this is a movie let's, this let's is like back up shit a that happens bit. let's in- back up a little bit because this is a gaming podcast so what happened in the gaming space we all know that a very popular streamer donald trump got banned on twitch for the second time Let's talk about the reason why. One of the most popular gaming streamers on the platform, Twitch TV, uh, Donald Trump, you may have heard of him. He has a couple of followers and stuff like that. Um, so apparently he was president of the United States and he uh, kind of like ran an insurrection of the, the U.S. Capitol. This, this is a bad bit. Pretending not to know who Donald Trump is. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> Well, motherfucker, like, basically incited people to go, like, raid the Capitol, and now people are surprised that they're getting arrested for it. It's like, oh, no, what do you think would happen when you're raiding, you know, federal grounds and destroying it? Like, you're doing capital offenses. It's uh, it's a sad day that the rest of the world is kind of laughing at us at, and it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I like, I, I feel like anyone who listens to this podcast knows where we lean politically, but... Also, everyone who's listened to this podcast, because you're smart people, are probably relatively politically active, and you've heard people talk about this like 9 to 15 times. That's a very yeah. weird range, but that's the range I went with. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm going to say right now that I feel like we don't have anything to add. We are not people who like are so profound in our political opinions that it's going to be like some revelation that goes through your head. I'm going to have a hot take right now. Okay. I think uh, they're big poopy heads for doing it. Yeah, I mean, like, I've... I, I live in the D.C. area, and I've never gone to, like, the Capitol building and be like, this, this shit looks good to raid. I've, I've always been like, oh, I, I should organize a tour. That's, that's like, very low on the, on the totem pole. <laughs> You're like, this looks like pl- some good, nice place to, to visit, you know. You know, to maybe take some pictures, not, like, raid and, like... <laughs> yeah, I haven't been looking at it being like, this would be, like, perfect place to, like, plant myself as a felon. Um, but... I mean, if we're if we're talking like people who know what what good raid zones look like as a WoW professional guild member, as a raider in WoW, someone who has beaten the Zoth, beaten Gahoon, I'm just saying words. I think these are right. They are. Does it look like a good raid from a gaming perspective? No, it looks like the loot sucks, and you get a uh, five year suspension for it. So I mean, it's not a 
it's not really worth our time to exploit like this, you know? Lol gaming humor. I like I just want to say <laughs> I understand that like the media has a role in making our political process entertaining and like some of the stuff that yeah. is just part of the political process has been dramatized dra- dramatized I don't dramatized. It's been made more dramatic than it actually is for purposes of ratings, yeah. etc. But it is just so crazy how inherently entertaining the world of politics has become oh it, it, it it's it's literally all entertainment now that's that's basically what it is no but it's, like i'm not even talking like from the whole like media perspective of like trying to like propagate this political machine i'm talking like no it's literally entertaining and people know that so that's why they're doing what they're doing with it like this is in, it's like the worst kind of reality tv yeah it's like historical event after historical event it's like i can't look away if this was a tv show what the it's fuck? It's like 2020 has literally been like, like I, there's probably a list of at least 20 historical events in the United it's, States. It's like that straight up South Park episode where like they have Earth as a show and they're like, oh, we're going to cancel Earth. It's actually, it's it's weird. It's just like we're can, we're canceling the United States. Yeah, we're canceling the United States. It's uh cancel culture. I mean, like people are Can getting canceled. About- like especially related to the insurrection against the United States, to bring this back to gaming <laughs> in a miraculous such a good, way. Such a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking Gutex and PogChamp guy. So for those who don't know, for those who don't use Twitch, uh, which is I don't know zero of you, uh, PogChamp has been removed from the platform. Kinda the original PogChamp. Kinda. Has been removed from the platform because... Yeah, for those that don't know, PogChamp is an emote that is spammed in every single channel. Uh, it's of a younger man with black hair. He's kind of like open his mouth like, oh, and it's supposed to be like a, a hype moment, a crazy moment. For those Everyone who don't know, like an it. emote is a symbol that displays an emotion. So similar to surprise or excitement. For, for those that don't know, an emotion is a feeling... You know, yeah, no, we're not yeah. doing that. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we don't actually have to explain like what PogChamp is. Just the fact that well, like you don't know. Like my mom could be listening to this. She's like, "What's a PogChamp?" Well, that's, like, that's when you go and you explain it to her herself. But I'm, I'm like, nah, bitch. I ain't telling you shit. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Yeah, come on. We're, we'll explain this really well as as we just like digress for like four minutes <laughs> off to random bullshit. But yeah, uh, PogChamp was removed by Twitch due to the fact that Gutex is kind of far out there yeah he turned into kind of like a conspiracy theorist he's like anti-vax he's like all this like right-wing conspiracy like QAnon type shit and the, the platform just kind of wants to distance himself from it which is unfortunate because it's such an iconic uh emo anyone that is in the twitch sphere knows that like pogchamp is like an integral part of the the platform uh, but I kind of would like what they have done with it because they know how um, people identify with PogChamp so much. Is they're basically taking random streamers who have like a PogChamp type face, and every single day, or is it every month, or whatever, they're gonna have a different emote for PogChamp in the same face, though, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that the emote that we currently see today, which is, uh, I guess, I guess I'm not sure if it's still there. I don't know when it switches, but uh, one ten twenty twenty one for me, it is this uh, lady, and it looks pretty good as a PogChamp emote. The one they chose for the first. PogChamp emote was like badly cropped and like not that great of an emote. I was surprised <laughs> about that, but but yeah, I think they just kind of rushed it because like someone suggested on Twitter like day of and like that day Twitter was like yeah, yeah we're gonna do this, which I I think Twitter was just uh, 
fucking Twitch was just looking for any any way, way out, to like any way to not have bad PR. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it, it is a good move. I yeah, think. it's, it's, it's cool. one of the better uh, Twitch moves in general. I I, I want to clarify when you said it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate both that the iconic face is removed, but it's way more unfortunate that like the person behind he the went face that, that he he went that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm not saying, <laughs> oh man, it sucks cancel culture, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not like fucking that. Like that'd be awful. Yeah, the thing is, like, I think both in you, both both you and I follow Gutex a little bit longer than than most of the people here. Like, I yeah, it was pretty inevitable that this was going to happen. Uh, based on Gutex's yeah. like path towards the darkness it's one of the like yeah you could you could try your best first of all i don't know gutex personally i bet a lot of people have tried to talk to him that were were friends with him in the past but like you yeah, you yeah. could see a very public descent into madness in a way and i very, I, it, very much it so. was definitely one of those situations where it was sooner rather than later the actual the actual reason for the removal was him uh saying that like the capital has blood on their hands for murdering the person killed in the insurrection and that the people have to fight back etc cetera, etc cetera. basically a call to violence well, yeah he's basically he's yeah he's basically called a violence one thing i will say about the whole change of emo is that i hope they really pick like super small streamers because even like I think this is a great way to get people thinking about smaller streamers. Like, who is this person? Who's this face? Maybe even have the emote have their Twitch channel attached to it somehow where they can see where it's coming from yeah, and they can get a little bit of... Uh, that, that's where it really should go, like, where it, where it actually, like, links to the person's Twitch. Because, like, right now, like, I I think the emote's cool, but as a... I have no idea who that person exactly, is. Exactly, and I don't have any interest in looking, honestly. I'm not going to Google who is PogChamp today, because I don't even think that's going to come up. Like, does... Who's PogChamp? Do we got to make that website, who's PogChamp Who's today? PogChamp dot today? Because I think that actually is, like, a, a domain now. But, I mean, like, I don't think Twitch has been, like, super transparent on who it is. Maybe they do, like, a tweet or something. I, I feel like this... Yeah, they do a tweet. Oh, they do? Okay. The main issue here is that, like, Twitch really needs to distance itself from faces of real people as their emotes. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. This this is not the first controversy regarding um, um, emotes faces. regarding faces. The one I think of is... Uh, I, I'm not sure if you remember the Resident Sleeper controversy that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and then, like, some of, like, the faces of, like, women who would be spam posted on, like, uh, GDQ and stuff like that. Yeah, so the the one I'm talking about, uh, there was a streamer called Oddshot, and he is the face of the emote Resident Sleeper, and... Yep. About two years ago, I think they tried to renew all the rights to emotes, and they actually weren't able to get Resident Sleeper renewed, because, like, obviously, if you're a human being and you have your face spammed millions of times per day, you want a cut of that, and yeah. you probably want a bigger cut than Twitch is willing to provide, so you go into contact ne- or contract negotiations, and this happened for a lot of emotes, and probably some were, yep. were easier to do than others, but a weird case, I... This, the streamer, and I hope it's odd shot. I hope I'm not like uh, talking about the wrong streamer here. Yeah, I, I don't remember what ended up happening of this. Uh, now that you speak about, it, I remember this controversy. Like people were pissed off. It's like, oh, you want make money off your face? It's like, yeah, you're using my likeness like all over a website. So the issue was less so that the streamer wanted money, but it was very obvious. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was very obvious from like what they were tweeting. The streamer themselves was like really against Twitch at this point. They're one of those people who is like. I personally have found a lot of like meaning in my life being off of the internet and I feel like me being the face of Resident Sleeper is like encouraging people to stay on Twitch and not like live life so he didn't want yeah. his emote used because of that. However, okay, so it's always like a more like actual it was, reason, it was a moral like reason rather than a monetary it. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened yeah, I I appreciate that. Yeah, like I appreciate that but I disagree but uh what happened with that is 
that like Twitch was like, all right, we're getting rid of Resident Sleeper. And they were like, we're going to have a contest. Uh, and the best Resident Sleeper is going to be the new Resident Sleeper. And then like right before the finals, they were like, uh, yeah, never mind. Resident Sleeper's back. So I assume he got a bag. He got like, yeah. here's a fat sack of money. Resident Sleeper's in the bag. That's not even like. that's. It has to be in like double digits, at least like that. Or not double digits, like uh, probably in like the tens of thousands, I would I would uh, imagine. Like I like if that, that was me, I wouldn't do that for five grand. And it was not Odd Shot; it was Oddler Pro, who was who was the person. Oh. And and I first of all, the no the emo was because someone fell asleep on stream, which is actually against TOS, or maybe it's uh, it was at the time. I'm not sure if it still is. It's it still is. And that's obviously not the only emo controversy based on a face. Like we had the original brain brain slug, which is uh which was a African-American male and it was used for racist purposes because the internet's a terrible yeah. place and he said he didn't want his face being that anymore because it was used for racism. Yep. Now Try Hard is kind of taking its place but the creator's like, if if someone's going to use a black person as racism, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just, it's... He, yeah, it, it, it should be literally anybody. Yeah, so, so... But what I'm trying to say is like, having someone, like a real human being, being behind an emote... That is where you get into a situation where, like, you're putting yourself at higher liability. So you've actually seen Twitch yeah. really cut down on the emotes based on people's faces. There was one recently. Yeah, for- it's it's all, like, icons and, like, stuff like that. Or, like, you know, there's, like, K-pop ones that came out, but they're, like, drawn versus, like, actual faces and stuff like that. Yeah, there was also a controversy regarding LOL after Total Biscuit passed and they wanted to add it to a global emote. They used the drawn yeah. version because they couldn't get the rights to the normal version. But anyway, like... Yeah, it's just terrible to have real people be behind these emotes. You actually have seen Twitch. I feel like the last emote created for a person, besides the recent Ninja one, and I feel like Ninja is a is a really big exception to like every single streaming precedent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it's like an exception. Yeah, w- there was like Future Man Gaming, which was like an animated emote of some guy doing a peace sign. No idea who that is. But but yeah, Twitch is actually. I think they've realized this and they've really stopped. And it kind of sucks because I feel like having a real face can be a lot more expressive than an emote. Like or yeah, like a Absolutely. drawn emote. Like most of the emotes Twitch has created have sucked. Like I actually think. Well, to to, to be fair, most individual streamers have like their face on some sort of emote in some sort of way. So it's like I mean you're still getting them and stuff like that. It's just not a global uh, emote. I think the global. I don't want to say agenda of Twitch. Like they want Twitch to be more like inclusive, maybe, and maybe people feel not as inclusive by having, uh, I guess, someone's face. Like, oh, that that's not me. That's them type thing. I don't know. I guess, but I mean, like, I I I don't know how many people like look at it's, it. It's supposed to make you feel special by being that one streamer's sub, and you get their face. No one else does. I guess. I guess I could see that. Like, I I I feel like Twitch honestly doesn't really give that much of a shit for their globals because no. like i have like so many terrible global emotes from weird promotions and like i will never use these yeah. in my life no, I I never, never ever use these in my life in fact i have so many emails like i've actually unsubbed to a lot of people just due to the fact that i've used twitch a lot less than i used to and like i still have yeah. too many emotes like my emote menu is unusable i just use the emotes i memorized yeah. <sighs> no speaking of emotes in regards to like the whole gutex um pogchamp uh drama and stuff like that ffz and ffz and uh better twitch tv ffz actually took down all emotes regarding it but better twitch tv was like nah we're we're gonna keep them up like i don't care how like offensive people are by emotes we don't take them down and stuff like that because it just kind of emboldens people type thing i don't know yeah i there's multiple sides to the coin you could say that like 
by allowing them on your platform, you're allowing people who agree with Gutex's opinions to like use these emotes to signal that. I honestly think that anyone who uses Pog, or not anyone, but 99% of people who use Pog use it because they think the emote's funny. And like, it's very hard to communicate a message of like, I agree. I would be very much so surprised if like less than 100%, like there's got to be like two people on the platform that use it in like malicious. I, I think it's going to be a very similar situation to a Pepe being used as an alt-right figure. Like, like yeah, yeah. there are people on the alt-right who love Pepe. Like, there's this Kekistan flag that looks very similar to, like, the, the Third Reich flag or something like that. Yeah, it's, that's, well, that's, like, that's just, like, old 4chan sh- and stuff yeah. like that. But, I mean, like, literally every streamer has a Pepe emote. It, it, I think it's going to be one, one of those things where, like, people who are using Pog are not necessarily white supremacists, but white supremacists especially are going to like PogChamp after this. Yeah, they're just going to be like, they're going to be Pogging in uh, slash poll, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the vast majority of people who are using PogChamp after this are using it because they used the emote before. Uh, and we're talking about the Gutex PogChamp. We're not talking about the PogChamps that are now Correct, 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 correct. I, it's, it's, it's the debate of... What is the responsibility of a, of a platform uh, to to moderate its users? I mean, like it goes into the fact that like are going back to Twitch streamer Donald Trump getting banned on Twitch. His actions on the Capitol have also gotten a ban on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, etc. Uh, after this, parlor, in, in, Insta, Instacart, yeah, Instacart, Dude, he, he, Olive Garden, but not actually. That was fake news, and I spread it <laughs> just like you would spread. <laughs> that was a funny. That was just a, like that you was would a funny fucking tweet though. Butter on a fucking garlic bread at Olive Garden. I I spread that fake news. It was really funny. I'll admit that. So I don't care that much. <laughs> There's not much of a consequence for me spreading fake news that Trump is banned from his unlimited pasta pa- past as president. <laughs> Speaking of uh, not being allowed to do things, uh, being dead. Okay, we we I I just want to say we acknowledge that Parlor is banned. Can we just say that? Oh, I thought we said that earlier. Oh no, we said that in the pre-podcast. I fucked up. Cut this out. Parlor, man. Parlor's gone. It's gone. I don't give a shit. Do you give a shit? No. <laughs> like it's a cesspool of like death threats. Okay, so there's an argument to be had that like Parlor as a social media platform caters to certain views and by deep platforming them you are basically taking an entire group of people and you're making it so they can't aren't allowed to have opinions and like people are saying oh this is part of a dictatorial state this is part of a totalitarian like transition but at the same time nah aren't these the same people that said that people well, they, if they don't like it go somewhere else isn't that what they said about people like gay people and making cakes or whatever like that yeah yeah, go just go somewhere else, man. Sorry, man. Sorry, nah. the market. Uh, the the market speaks for itself. Fuck off. Speaking of the market, the bean market, the bean market. Can we actually just stop for a second? Sam is wearing the most insane fucking shirt I've ever seen in my life. Okay, right now. so a very long time ago, I made a weird ass like thumbnail to a certain episode of the Virtual Homework Podcast. And it was very, very, very obscure in that I don't think a single person noticed it. And I just like said one day I had a fiver addiction and I bought like a weird thumbnail for a podcast. I was so proud of the $5 I spent on the thumbnail that I made it into a t-shirt and I look like a badass wearing my bean shirt. Yeah, it was it say? The Big Bean Bean Hour featuring beans, virtual homework on beans, and bean time couldn't set it better myself well so what the fuck is this deal with bean dad like everyone's like freaking out because he wouldn't like let his daughter eat beans for like six hours or something like so that? there's a multi-layered story here i need to hear it from the beginning go originally there was this guy named bean dad 
And that's his real name. Coincidentally, it's not, but that's what I'm going to call him. Bean Dad was like, my daughter is hungry. I'm doing a puzzle. And she's like, oh, I'm hungry. And he's like, I have beans. And she's like, I don't know how to open the can of beans. And instead of being like, here's how to open the can of beans, he's like, you figure it out. And like, they went like deep into the anatomy of the can opener. And like six hours later, she finally opened the beans and she was happy. But there was a lot of turmoil in between. And I originally read this story and I'm like, I don't really understand the big deal. But I realized after saying that, that I totally skimmed the story and I missed the parts where like Bean Girl, Bean Daughter was like crying, being like, I'm hungry. I hate you. Please just tell me how to open this fucking can of beans. And he was like, you got to figure it out. And she didn't say fuck because she was nine. But Bean Dad... It's kind of a piece of shit. It's kind of a piece of shit. I reread the story and I'm like, wow, this this is not the way to raise a kid. But at the same time, the reason why we're bringing up Bean Dad is because cancel culture, terrible. People are telling Bean Dad that he's abusing his daughter when in reality all he did was like she didn't eat for a little bit. At the same time, people are really focusing on the six hours, but they said six hours on and off, which implies that they really probably only worked on it like for like two hours while they were doing other things and she would come back to it every now and then to do it and this is not child abuse six hours is between lunch and dinner i mean i literally don't eat for 18 hours at a time like i'll eat like at like 10 in the morning and then i don't eat until like one in the morning so it's like but the biggest part of this story about bean dad is don't be a anti-semite because if you post about how the (laughs) jews are gonna fucking like take over the world and that like that person's probably a jew because they're not funny and they suck to be around then you're probably gonna make people upset with your fucking bean story and then like from there (laughs) people are gonna uncover your tweets funniest part about this whole thing like everyone's like man bean dead they're treating him the wrong way like he's not abusing their kids and then it's like they uncover like like, this guy really hates he's like He's like, Jews deserve to be burned alive or, like, some crazy shit. Like, cancel Bean Dad, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm already canceling Bean Dad, but the real moral of the story is that if you're going into the world of podcasting, you are not, like, you gotta vet your hosts. How many anti-Semitic tweets do you have from 2013, Dana? Probably yeah, none. Yeah, probably none. I <laughs> None. <laughs> none. <laughs> Jesus, none. I know you. Okay, we are... What we're trying to say is that you got to know your podcast co-host. You got to know that if your podcast co-host goes on a bean rampage, then they're not going to have terrible well, I don't things. have any children, and I hate beans, so... Yeah, there we go. And you also didn't post anti-Semitic tweets. So, and you also didn't post anti-Semitic <laughs> tweets. I don't know why I keep saying Semitic. But yeah, you, you're not a scumbag. So there we go. That's the moral of the story. If you're going to post a story that people hate about beans on the internet and, like, not be a great parent, beans. you probably also shouldn't have, like, terrible opinions on beans. stuff from seven years ago. The real moral beans. of the story, and the reason why we're bringing this up, because of this this episode's getting spicy, like, really, really beans. spicy, is because the whole beans. Trump resurrection, resur- the whole Trump insurrection thing beans. happened on National Bean Day. Dude, like, ruined, like, the number one, like, this is the most important day of the year for me, fucking Bean No, are you day, sure you know? it you didn't happen because it was Bean Day, people were hyped up? They're like, oh, beans, oh, That's oh, like, oh, oh, we're the capital. It's like one of those things where it's like, dude, what if this was, what if this was fucking, uh, like, Bush Baked Beans, like, was actually the one behind all this? Bushed Baked Beans. Like, you know that dog in the commercial? George Bush? Ha! <laughs> Baked huh? beans. 
the shit goes deep, okay? Where do we even go with that? So the thing is, like, <laughs> you ever watching, like, some shit go down and, like, you're kind of standing back because you, you don't want to, like, actually get involved, but, like... Some it's like it's your birthday, so you'll you'll become part of that flash mob that uh storms the Capitol. No. Well, it's like that with Bean Day. What? It's like that with Bean Day. What's like what with Bean Day? With the whole birthday argument. Everything Who's I said birthday? made logical sense, except for the like. <laughs> just take the gap. <laughs> just you can't see my gestures I'm, right now, but I'm like really gesturing hard at Dana. I, I've I've been sipping on wine this entire podcast, so I'm just like, what? No, the thing is, like, I feel like you're being gaslit right now because I'm making absolutely no sense, and I'm just telling you, oh, this makes sense, and you're like, oh, it must. Be. <laughs> you said something. You said something about Bean Day and birthdays. Like, whose birthday? My birthday is in two days. Oh shit! I'm gonna I'm gonna insert a birthday song right here. Birthday. It's, it's gonna be so good, you're gonna cry. <laughs> like, the problem with beans is that that's like, so there's like starter conversations, there's like how's the weather, and then there's like finishing conversation, like the word beans. Like, it's really hard to go beans. anywhere from beans, you know? I mean, we can talk about fucking uh, Caillou kind of looks like a bean. I mean, like, the problem with like, like Caillou's kind of like the Hydra, right? Like, you have <laughs> Caillou canceled, the most hated show. So like, Children obviously have pin- opinions on shows, but, like, adults have to watch the shows with children, and, like... Caillou is literally the worst show of all fucking time. It's literally him crying to get what he wants. Like, it's like, ha, Caillou, he cries, he's a little bitch, because he doesn't get what he wants, ha, ha, and it's like, parents hate it. Yeah, but, like, they cancel Caillou, and, like, they introduce in his place Big Penis Man. This is an actual show. I, I don't think it's called Big Penis Man. It has a German name. But it's like a German show where this guy, he like gets into hijinks and he uses like his penis as like a lasso or like he'll hang it from like a helicopter to like get somewhere and like save people with his like obscenely long penis. This is an actual kid show in like Europe. Um, and it's supposed to teach kids in a funny manner about... Um... What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like where did... What happened? We had like talking points. I was going to talk about how Game Explain was exploiting its staff, not paying them and crunching them. I was going to talk about how there's, like, Twitch plays Pokemon, but it's Pokemon. Twitch plays Pokemon, but it's actually Pokemon. on, like, a Twitter thread. I was going to talk about how, like, there's not not cyberpunk, like the one we've been talking so, about this forever. Is what ha- so you, you, I think people are used to this and not. When we just get into bean talk, man, shit just goes off the fucking rails. I mean, I, I landed on the cyberpunk discussion, so we could talk about that. I really want to talk about cyberpunk, and I'm really reaching here because there's no actual cyberpunk news. So let's talk <laughs> about a different game named Cyberpunk. So have you heard of the game? Um, have you heard of Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story? Definitely not, no. So it's this one indie game that uh, it, it's been out for a little bit, but they recently like were going to port the game to Switch, and it's getting a massive amount of controversy because like... Oh yeah, I saw this. It, like the, the people have like really big boobs and everyone's like really upset about it's, it. It's like literally... The, a normal game, except like the women are so unbelievably hypersexualized that like it's, it's honestly I would feel embarrassed playing it. Yeah, but it's like things like Honey Pop exist and stuff like that. They're literally like hentai like puzzle games and stuff like that. So it's like I don't know uh, how to feel about it. Like I can understand being upset, but at the same time, it's like I don't think companies should be canceled over deciding like an artistic or like specific like type of game it's really upsetting because like i'm a huge fan of the series and i really want to be able to play this on my switch like on the go 
And like, if, are you actually? No, the game the game has like the the fact that like I'm even bringing this up is like really good for the game because like the game has like a 50 on Metacritic and Metacritic's not the end all be all, but like it's one of those games that's very mediocre, but it's very elevated by the quote unquote plot. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Like I I remember yeah. this game used to be like, like this type of game used to be a lot more popular. Have you ever played like Dragon's Crown for the PS3? I have not. No. What what's what is it? There, it's just like a standard beat 'em up, but it just so happens that like the women in the game have like literal cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> just like it, it doesn't really affect the gameplay at all. But it's like it's okay. I mean, like it's like have you played Ex- Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball Three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've, I played like the I played the original one when that. Yeah, came I mean, out. it's like that it's was... a great volleyball simulator, but it just so happens that like they have like extremely busty, realistic uh, uh boob physics, bu- busty boobs. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it though, because like at one point I can understand why people think it's like yeah, it's kind of like hypersexualizing women. At the same time, you don't really see many games really hypersexualize men. But at the same time, like every time you see like a fighting game, like the dudes that are like ripped fucking abs, like shirtless, like stuff like that, that can be considered like hypersexualized for like the other sex and stuff like that. So it's like, and then at the same time, it might just be like an artistic or stylistic choice. Maybe you're just a horny dude that likes seeing like busty chicks. That's like, oh, busting ass. It's like, I don't think you're necessarily trying to like objectify women, but you're just like, oh, this is cool. Like fucking boobs, babes, and like fighting and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I the thing about like, I really hate when people criticize Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball 3 or whatever it's called, because there aren't that many games that have really tried to go hyper-realistic in terms of the sport of like butt wars or whatever it is when they like they use their butts to like... <laughs> try to knock each other off the podium yeah i forget the exact name but it's a very 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 uh uh well-known and very popular sport hyper competitive yeah so there are ways to make butt wars with a z you don't have to have skimpy outfits but like if we're talking realistic like you're playing that game in a bikini and like what is the point of making a game where you're not even like taking it like so is this game like are people upset about this game because they're like in q cups like if they were like normally proportioned women do you think people would be far less upset or is it just because they're like 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 anime style like obscenely like proportioned i feel like people wouldn't be upset if cyberpunk wasn't in the news like do you do you think that the rage at cyberpunk for ps ps4 and pc translated to cyberpunk rage on switch uh i mean that's definitely possibly a thing like people were already like directing their anger like it was cyberpunk and then someone else that's cyberpunk cyberpunk and boobs i'm mad because people are already mad so yeah i mean like i honestly think that the internet's like more mad than usual right now because we're all stuck inside like we've been stuck inside fucking like shit posting on twitter for the past like 11 months like what the fuck are we supposed to do actually that's a fair point i mean like i feel like a lot of stuff that's been bubbling up under the surface is like really coming to a head now i mean like obviously with a fucking siege to the capital like there's like that one tweet that's like oh i didn't see this escalating gradually over the past past four years like things that have obviously been going towards a certain path have like really yeah. come to light like especially like in the video game industry where like you see like crunch as a part of life uh really bubbling up and like people being like this is really not an okay practice i know i said some like really dumb shit last podcast regarding crunch uh how crunch like makes better products i didn't mean that what i meant to say was that crunch leads to more features in a product like you can't have a game like yeah. Fortnite where like everything changes every two weeks without crunch no without crunch yeah it would just never get done like you have to like hate your life to get shit done for the profit of the company but it doesn't necessarily mean a better game like if you crunch towards no. the creation of cyberpunk people are not going to be able to put like their actual passion in it that's why like certain indie games like hades are so 
well received is due to the fact that like the developers actually are able to have healthy relationships with their families which is pretty dope yeah from, and from then they just make good games i've been wanting to play hades to be honest i've never played it yet i heard it's pretty good yeah, didn't win like or did it win game of the year no last of us 2 won game of the year and yeah. people were upset about that but i mean like yeah you're even seeing that like go into youtube drama like i mentioned very briefly as i was ranting about why the fuck we were talking about bean uh related violence and uh yeah so game explain is apparently like a terrible organization to work for that's why like the fuck is game explain you've never seen like a, a trailer will be like we're revealing five smash characters then it's like a three hour video by game explain like what the new smash characters could be on youtube i've no i've never seen it oh really okay it's it's a popular youtube channel um it's probably something that's in my recommended that i would probably know of if i saw it yeah it, it's it's under extreme fire due to the fact that like it's very unhealthy as a working environment uh but i i feel like this is just like part of the new oh my god i don't want to say new normal but like this is like it's just gaming culture like as far as like gaming creation and dev work and stuff like that just seems kind of gone in this direction it's not even just gaming culture it's like gaming culture and like media around games like the world of games journalism the world of games like uh youtube videos like these large organizations have definitely been like exploiting people like do you really think that many people are making a profit off like a did you know gaming video i'm not i'm not not absolutely throw them out of the under the bus but like i actually had an interesting conversation kind of in the same realm with my co-worker the other day and he's like oh movies this movies that i'm like you know video gaming is actually a bigger industry than like movies nowadays like almost the amount of money they make or generate with video games is more than that of movies because like a lot of video games are like movies themselves you know it's just a form of uh media where you're like watching something except you're playing through it and stuff like that i hate to say it but you might be a little bit of a boomer why because so i'm like listening to the the mega 64 podcast like from the beginning and so like i'm on episodes from like 2009 and i literally remember like hearing like a week or two ago like rocco complained that every single time rocco is like one of the main people on mega 64 but rocco was complaining that like he can't talk to his family about what he does this is in 2009 this is over 10 years ago he can't talk about what he does because every single time they're like oh video games how's your video game coming you know that video games actually make more money than movies now and it's like this is literally in 2009. Well, no, my my co my coworker was something around the lines of like no one gives a shit about video games, like like type thing. I like I feel like there are gonna always be people who are like that, but like it's it's just like that like 70 year old man who's like back in my day we listened to the radio. It's 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 just people are gonna cling to the past. Well, I'm saying video games are better. Oh, video games are better versus stupid poopy movies. Stupid poopy movies. Poop too. The the pooping. On Pornhub. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you liked it a lot, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. Here's Dana with a ditty. Diddy, diddy, diddy. Look at my titty. Give us five stars so we can go fars. (laughs) That and more if you continue to support. (laughs)